This is Bob Rourke with Business Leaders Podcast, and today we're incredibly fortunate to have John Harris of Online Advisor in the on the show. John, welcome to the show. Thank you. Tell me a little bit about your business and who you serve. Well, Online Advisor is a website, and it's onlineadvisor.com. Uh, it's a website that uh, serves entrepreneurs, business owners, business leaders, uh, organization leaders, uh, provides them all kinds of resources to uh, grow their their professional uh, lives as well as their personal lives and also to help grow their organizations. You know, John, for the folks out there going like, uh, okay, cool, there's there's a service that you offer. Mm-hmm. Um, let's drill down a little bit and, and get specific about perhaps some of the applications that the business owner is looking for help with that you provide solutions for. Absolutely. Well, what we're providing solutions for is there's obviously a lot of challenges when you're running an organization. But what we're working on is is providing the solutions that will grow business. So, for example, it may be a bookkeeping question or a bookkeeping issue. We work on some of that. There's folks that, that don't understand bookkeeping or don't understand accounting. And so we answer some of those questions. But we also point them to in the direction where they can get the answers you know, through other sources or other advisors. So we work on that. Um, for me, I specialize in building systems and refining things and, and making things streamlined so that folks can get where they need to go quickly and efficiently so they can focus on what's important for their organization. For a lot of folks, we're looking at, you know, yes, I start a business and you have your dream mm-hmm. and you have your core competencies, but, mm-hmm. you know, maybe accounting's not it or maybe marketing is not your thing or, right. or some of those areas. And and looking at your site, mm-hmm. it's it's menu-driven is the wrong word, demand-driven. You know, if you need a certain piece of help, tell us a little bit about the genesis, the why that you put this together. Right. Well, thanks for asking on that. Um, What happened was uh, in 1998, uh, I was able to start my own business, and that business was a graphic design company. We did brochures and catalogs, and and then the Internet was starting to come into play, and so we were looking at websites uh, and building websites. But when I started my business, I went to a financial advisor and asked him and said, how do you start a business? And he said, well, I can help you. Well, as it turned out, he could help me, but it was in a limited sense because what he knew was investing and insurance and all that stuff. But a lot of the other questions that I had, he couldn't answer. And it was at times challenging for me to find what I needed to find. And so after that point, after I talked to him, I learned some good lessons, but I learned some hard lessons. What I thought I could do is depend on him to answer my questions and to get the information I needed. Well, as it turned out, there was questions he couldn't answer. For example, I I had some great business ideas, and I wanted investors, and I wanted to do all this great stuff. But what ended up happening was... Although he thought he could do it, he didn't know how to do it because that wasn't part of his core competencies, just mm-hmm. like you mentioned. So after I struggled with that and realized that I needed to, to get beyond just one person and I needed to go find the information and find the experts and find the mentors I needed, I realized that that wasn't just a, a one- or two-year project. What that was going to be is more 
or less a lifetime project of finding the best and brightest, to find the people that were most talented in, in certain areas so that I could benefit from their knowledge. And then conversely, I wanted to, to offer my services and my experience to them to help them. And that's where my journey has been going, and it continues to this day, where I found that, that business is a team sport. It's not an individual sport. And when we work together, we succeed. But if we try to do it by ourselves, or that we limit our advisors, we limit our, our mentors, then we're limiting ourselves in regards to potential and, and performance. It seems like to me that the proliferation of, of developing teams, mm-hmm. uh, maybe it's always been out there. You know, In the military, we always had specialists, and I'm former military. But right. I think in the business space, for a lot of the business owners, they feel bad that they don't know everything. Right. You know, and, and for you, thinking about some of the, the business owners that you've helped, mm-hmm. um, paint us a mental picture of perhaps uh, a, you know, a current client that's come to you for help mm-hmm. um, and the things that you brought to the table that helped them with their problem. Well, the first question I usually ask is, is where do you want to go with this? I mean, what are you trying to accomplish with this, this opportunity? And what you're doing today is what I do with my clients. I ask a lot of questions. And then I throw some suggestions out because I've worked with a wide variety of businesses and organizations. And when I'm talking to those folks, my focus is to try to drill down to figure out what's important for them. I mean, where, where is it that, that their gifts and their abilities and their passions lie? Because what I have found at times is that some of these folks that run these organizations or businesses uh, are doing certain things that, that may be profitable but they just don't have a passion towards it. And, and sometimes that's for a season. We, we realize that. Sometimes we have to do things that maybe we're not necessarily passionate about, but, but it's going to pay the bills. It's going to put bread on the table when we need, you know, we need that. However, it's hard to sustain that for a long time. So I work on, on trying to find where folks' passions and skills are and then try to develop a business opportunity or to, to help them realize the potential that they have and, and do that in a systematic way. Let's say that then I'm in, out in the audience and I'm mm-hmm. going like, man, I need some help with fill in the blank. Right. How do they reach out to you? What's the best way for them to reach you? Well, obviously through onlineadvisor.com. Mm-hmm. They can do that through the website. And I'm on LinkedIn. I'm on Facebook. I'm on all the social media. And that presence is growing. Um, and... When we, we talk, we, we sit down and we, we talk about what folks' goals are and what, what they want to try to try to do. Many times they're going to say, well, I, I want to do this, I want to do that, but I don't know where to go or I don't know what to do. And then we work on trying to find the resources and the people to come alongside with them, to walk with them, to accomplish what they want to do. And I, and I think that's an important piece of it because a lot of times we, we as executives, as CEOs, as, as business leaders, we tend to take a lot on ourselves. And so, and one of the reasons why we are successful is because we do take initiative. We do try to do things on our own. We Sometimes when the crowd is going one direction, we're going to go another direction because we have a passion for something. We have a focused viewpoint on something. We're going to go chase that. And that, that's part of our success. It's part of why we do things, and, and it's part of, of just who we are. 
but we can't do everything by ourselves. Sometimes we need to have some folks help us out, but sometimes we get stuck and we think we can't go any further because we're just stuck. I mean, we just, we think that, that we've got to do this on our own. And that's where folks may need to ask a little help. They may need to ask for, for just a little advice. And, and a lot of times the clients I worked with, it was just a little bit of a push or just an open door. And all of a sudden they just took off again and, and were able to succeed. And in many cases for me, there's been obvious things that they could work on or they could have done. They just didn't see them so quickly because there's just so much going on around us uh, and going around on around them that they, they just need a little help. That's it. They're working uh, so busy in the business, it's hard for them to work on the business. Correct. You're absolutely right. You know, so let's say that I'm a, a potential client mm-hmm. and I can call up and go, um, my inventory control is not my expertise or my payroll is mm-hmm. not my expertise. Right. Or the typical one, I don't really get SEO and digital marketing for my business. <laughs> Correct. It, walk us through... Let's do, um, pick any of those that you want Mm -hmm. for a discussion that you might have with that potential client and you go, you have an SEO problem or you have an inventory problem. What types of things would you bring to the table and things that I could expect in the conversation with you? Well, we can even talk, let's say the inventory control question. Well, that's the easiest one because it was the first one you gave. In that case, we talk about the details of that. What is your current system? What are you trying to do? Where do you want to go with this? What what requirements do you have? And in some cases, folks have all the answers for that. In many cases, they don't. You know, they, they they're struggling with it. They just say, "Well, that's why we called you. That's why we need some help on that." So we go through that and we start to to scope out. We start to write out what it is that 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 you're trying to accomplish. And at that point, then I'll go out and I'll start calling people and I'll start working with people and saying, "Hey." Here's a situation with this client. Can you help us? Mm-hmm. Now, I do have experience with inventory control, a lot of experience with it, but that doesn't mean that I know everything. Um, in fact, I would rather have somebody else come in and, and, and help these folks with with their, their situation. Now, if it's a quick fix and I'm looking at it and say, oh, well, that's easy. We can just flip this switch on the computer or on the software or this is a software package that you could you could pick up then that's, it's easy and we can take care of that. And I love to do that. That's easy. But in most cases, uh, folks are not just looking for a quick fix or an easy answer today. What I'm focused on is 10 years down the road that I don't want them to be stuck again or struggling with that. Instead, I don't want them to be able to, to ramp up their business and, and feel confident that when they get to that point, they're going to be taken care of and that they have a plan. Because I think as an executive one of the things that's important to me is that I don't want to have to concern myself or worry about what's going to happen in the future. I'd like to have a contingency plan. helps me sleep better at night knowing that similar to like if you're working with your computer, you want to have backups. You want to have all that stuff in place so that if anything ever did happen, you'd be taken care of and you don't, you have peace of mind. Um, So for me, I'm not just looking at what we need to do today to, to get us out of the hole. What I'm going to be looking at is, is for the future, what do we need to do for a client to take care of their needs in the future so that they have peace of mind and they can be successful and do what they're, they're best at, do what, they're, that, what they need to focus on. 
So when when they work with you mm-hmm. and they're solving a particular problem, mm-hmm. does that end up looking like a pro forma? Does that look like a strategic business plan? It is you know, and I'm thinking so. The client has a problem, and the client calls you, and then you provide a solution. Mm-hmm. Then what's what's the takeaway for the client? What do they take with them? And then for an average, I don't know if there is an average client. What should the business owner be looking at as an a broad range of expenses to to engage you guys for help? Well, for us, we're going to look at a situation, uh, and we're going to we're going to talk to them for free. We're not going to charge them anything to sit down and talk with them. And then what we'll do is exactly what you said, a pro forma where we'll lay it out and say, here's what we think it's gonna take and this is what it's gonna cost. Uh, and then as we go, we're gonna build a plan for them that's written and then we're gonna review that with them and, and go through all the details of what we're gonna provide for them. And when it's all said and done, we're gonna give them basically a review of what we did and what we recommend that they need to continue to do whether they want to engage with us or not, but we're going to we're going to be focused on what their needs are, and we're going to be focused on on what plan we've come up with. We because it's not and when I say we, it's it's with the client. We're not going to just drive this and say, well, here's what we think you need to do. Have a great day. Instead, we want them to engage in that plan, and and if possible, we want them to actually be passionate about that plan. We want them to be excited about it. You know, not just that it's a solution, but it's a solution that it addresses the why of what they're doing, not just how. And and for me, that's really important. I, I want for the clients, and, and this is a big part of what we do, we want them to be educated on what we're doing. They don't have to know everything that, that we're, we're going to work on. I mean, that's the expert's uh, job. That's our job. Um, but we want them to, to know enough that, that they could something happened to me or something happened to the expert that they could pick up where we left off and that they could continue on the road to success and and getting that solution figured out. Let's say that I'm a budding business person. Sure. I have this awesome idea, I think. Right. And and you go, I want to, I, you know, I want to do this business. Right. But I've never done a business before. Right. Uh, You know, one is that, a customer market that you serve. Mm-hmm. And if that was the case, you know, with an initial discussion or sit down, mm-hmm. you know, what should that person expect to hear? What they're going to expect to hear is I'm going to ask them why. Why do they want to do this? Because if you start a business, you got to be passionate about it. If you're just looking at it and saying, well, I'm just going to do this just to do it. As an entrepreneur, I can tell you that's a struggle. You, you got you to have some focus you got to have some passion about it because you're going to have to get up at times in the middle of the night and work on stuff. You're going to have to get up early in the morning, spend late late hours um, doing a lot of things that that if if it's just a, a job, it's going to be hard um, to, to pull that off without some emotion behind it, without some motivation behind it. So we're going to talk about that. Now, depending on your experience and your abilities, if 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 you haven't, let's say, gotten a business degree, if you don't have a whole lot of experience in that, then we're going to take a, a, a certain approach where we're going to have to talk about just basics and and there's some education in that. We're going to make that simple, but we're going to make that fun. We're going to make that exciting. Um, if you have experience, and if, let's say you have an MBA or you have advanced degrees in, in certain areas, then we can work 
with your skills, and then we'll fill in the blanks with those areas that you don't have, maybe the strengths that you want. But we're going to talk about what what it is that you want to do, and then what it is that, that you're strong at, what, what it is that you have knowledge or you have expertise in, and what the, what areas that you don't. Because even if you go into a business, and I've, I've worked with a lot of entrepreneurs that have said, I, I have no experience. But the truth is, is that when we drill down, we find out that there's a lot of experience, practical experience that folks have that we want to tap into. In many cases, we're going to tap into those skills and experience that drove them to make the decision they're going to start a business. And, and we're going to build on that. We're going to encourage that. Um, I found even my kids, you know, of course, they're growing up in a, in an entrepreneur household, and they understand it. Um, you know, they say, well, they've told me, well, I don't have much experience, but then when we start talking about it, no, they do. They just don't realize that, that they've picked up on it as they've gone along. And, and they're starting their own businesses right now. So I'm helping them do that by, by tapping into what it is that they enjoy doing and what they're good at, and then find the resources for them in the areas where they're not so strong at, supporting their efforts by, by saying, hey, let's, let's get experts or let's get resources that are really good to help you um, in those areas that, you, frankly, you just don't want to spend a whole lot of time working on. Let's say that a person listening to the show mm-hmm. says, you know, I'm, I'm uh, an expert in this field. Right. A pro- a property valuation, mergers and acquisitions, uh, business sale, business buy. Yeah. Um, and they're going like, how do you find people to create your network and have them, you know, so if you run into a potential client and they have a particular problem to go, Oh, that's Bill Smith. Mm-hmm. You know, Bill Smith knows more about that than anybody. Mm-hmm. How do you develop or find the folks for your professional network? Well, after working as an entrepreneur for many years, I have a lot of friends and a lot of resources just like you do. You know? And so I start tapping into those folks, but even then, I started. I use LinkedIn a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, had a little bit of experience recruiting, doing executive recruiting, and that was really beneficial in understanding how to network with folks. Because if I go into to LinkedIn, for example, I have a lot of friends, but then I can look at a lot of their friends that are listed on their pages, and that's a great resource where you can talk to your friend and say, "Hey, I, I saw that you've got three friends that have experience in." and mergers and acquisitions and you know business acquisitions, that kind of thing. Send them a message, call them and say, hey, I noticed that you, you, you got these folks. Anybody that you recommend in this particular area or these folks that could help. And, and I find a lot of folks are willing to help. They're willing to, to do whatever it takes to, to help out friends like you and me. Uh, that's, again, it's all about business and all about being making a team sport, not an individual sport. So... That's just two two ways of doing it. Obviously, you know, I, I'm not against doing a little bit of research and trying to find folks as well. Um, but it it's it's a lot a lot of what I do is based on who I know and who they recommend. Okay. Yeah. You know, it's it's the old referral network yes, side sir. of the house. Yep. You know, is in the natural course of your business, mm-hmm. do you find uh, that you have started to be called to a particular niche or two that you've you seem to be get more uh, interest out of than another. Definitely, when it, it's it's I've gone full circle because when I started, 
my, my graphic design company, the focus was sales and marketing. And that's where I got my business start was in sales and marketing. And then as the journey continued, I got strong expertise in inventory control. I got expertise in recruiting. I got expertise in a lot of different areas. But it seems like I've gone full circle on back at the sales and marketing thing. And, and that's because I'm passionate about that. I'm passionate about promoting companies, promoting my clients, encouraging them to grow their companies. I love it. It's, it's, it's a load of fun for me. And, and I know there's a lot of folks in businesses don't use the word fun and business together. But for me, it's, it's fulfilling to see clients become more successful. So for me, when I'm talking about systems or I'm talking about business growth or I'm talking about whether there's areas where they're, they're wanting to strengthen up, I get excited about that. But then I try to to make that an opportunity for them to get enthusiastic about their business to where they want to promote it and they want to talk about it and they 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 want to be excited uh, about coming to work every morning. So for one of the things that I I try to provide is for for these business owners and entrepreneurs and leaders, I try to market their companies or their organizations back to them and say you got a great idea or this is a great organization. Here's how we can make this grow to where they become passionate or more passionate about what they're doing and then the company or organization they're working for. You know, and, and looking at your website, I mean, extensive website, really attractive. Thank you. I, I recommend people go and, and take a look at it. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can go in online advisor, either EO, ER, or OR. Either yes. way, it comes Correct. up. Yep. Um, and there's a great deal of resources on there. So for, for your company, mm-hmm. where does your revenue model, how does that work for you on your company, your revenue model? Well, for Online Advisor, to be perfectly candid, we just got it started. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what I've been doing is business consulting, but I've been doing it, I'm going to say, it, it, with a very low profile. Mm-hmm. And one of the reasons why is because I want to continue to gather resources for you know almost 20 years mm-hmm. Uh because I had this idea back in 1998, uh, wanted to continue working on that. And when I got to the point where I felt like we, it was time to launch, it's time to launch. So for our revenues, it's been on consulting and-, and A one-to-one do, type. Right, right. And, and now like you're I trying said, to go one-to-many. Right. Now, yeah, the idea is that we want to do it once and duplicate it a thousand, a million times. Mm-hmm. Uh, find that, that that's more effective for us, to similar to doing a podcast like you're doing, to, if you could do it once and then you can replicate it, and people, you know, millions of people potentially could benefit from your podcast. Same thing that we're trying to do here. Rather than for us to answer questions one-on-one and doing that over and over again, instead what we want to do is be able to have those resources. The other, the other thing that comes into play too is it, for executives, they're busy. We understand that. And for me to sit down with them and talk to them, sometimes their schedules are just really hard to, to pull that off. But to have the resources online, to be able to look at what's there, that allows them to do that. If they want to do it at two o'clock in the morning on a Saturday, they can do that and they don't have to worry about making a phone call to me. And that's where our strategy lies. In addition to that, we found there's a lot of entrepreneurs that frankly have limited budgets. Mm-hmm. They're struggling, you know, to try to get things started. Many of them are, are already working in another position or doing something else, and they're paying the bills, but they want to get things started. And so what we're trying to do also is give them a low-cost 
uh, easy to find, easy to use opportunity to get things started for them and get their businesses started. Because right now, I don't know if there's a better time to start a business. The economy is on the upswing. Stock market's doing well. Uh, there's a lot of, so there have been a lot of consolidations and a lot of mergers. But there's a lot of good ideas that are going on right now. Just three or four days ago, I was up at Ikea, and I was looking at a new desk. And another guy's looking at the same desk, and next thing you know, we start talking. And he, he, came, he was coming up with a great business idea uh, for restaurants and, and bars. Uh, and he was talking about uh, how he built this software where instead of having the static menu that you get printed at the print shop, he's got it on a flat screen TV and he's got it to where it's web-based and it's, it's easy to change on, on the computer, but there is no computer behind the screen. It's just got a little box, hmm. like half the size of a cigar box that sits behind the, behind the screen. And he said, I got this great idea. I just need to figure out how to market it. Mm-hmm. And that's where I come in. And that's where I, I start throwing some ideas and say, well, you know, have you thought about, you know, rather than just bars and restaurants, you know, uh, car dealerships or car rental places or hospitals or doctors or or chiropractors or whatever, because the content can change. And I think that whole story is a great example of of what this current economy allows and what this current business environment allows. He had a great idea, and he he it wasn't very complicated in the sense of the concept. But he had all the resources to do all the computer programming. He had the resources to do all that technology. He just needed a little bit of help on on where to sell and what to do. You know, and that's the opposite of the guy that has a lot of marketing experience and no computing skills. Correct. You know, and, I, and you know, if you were to look back over the folks that you've consulted with and 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 helped out, mm-hmm. what's your favorite story that would kind of illustrate to the listeners? You know, problem, solution, success. So I, I don't want to say the name of this person, That's but fine. I'll just say that this person uh, at the time uh, was not high profile, became very high profile. Uh, this person had been on, has been on uh, the major news networks uh, doing presentations. Uh, this person has spoke in front of thousands of people. So my situation uh was at the time is it uh, going through the dot com crash? Mm-hmm. Had some struggles, had to downsize. Uh, biggest challenge in my personal life and, and professional career because I never wanted to tell somebody, sorry, but you don't have a job anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, but in our situation, that's what happened. Um, and so uh, while we were reorganizing, uh, by God's grace, we didn't go bankrupt. We just had to downsize, but we we worked. We're working through that. At the same time, I was still focused on on trying to help customers and clients, and was still working with them. I just couldn't. I had to use uh, independent contractors. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had to move to that. Just you know, and and that was one of the biggest rewarding times for me because it was a good lesson um, for me to learn. At the same time, uh, I'm looking at different opportunities uh, to, to make income so that I can put money back into my business. And this particular person had expertise in a certain industry. And so I went and pursued to contact this person as a mentor. Mm-hmm. It's the truth. I had, um, It was a new, in, you know, new industry for me. And 
there was an opportunity for me. I thought that I could bring in some income. Well, one thing led to another, and I talked to this person, and I said, be great to, to help you with your, your marketing. Because this person was great in the technical area, mm-hmm. but was not getting the marketing side of it. Not only that, this this uh, this individual was working all the time, was traveling all the time. Every other week, they were talking, I mean, in front of people, uh, doing presentations or doing seminars or whatever. So if you imagine, you know, let's say 20, 25 weeks out of the year, they were traveling and it, they were struggling. And they and this person said, John, I need I, I just want to ask you, I just need your help. What do I do about this? This is literally killing me. I don't know what to do. Now, that's that's an interesting question for, for an advisor like myself because it, it wasn't focused on how do I grow my business. It was my health is declining because my business is literally just dragging me down. Mm-hmm. I said, let's talk about this. I think I, we've got some practical aspects to this that we can fix. And it was pretty simple. Is it this person was doing a great job speaking, but it was similar to what we were talking about one-on-one. Mm-hmm. That's how she felt about it. But I said, how about we do this? Let's let's get your message recorded, videoed, so that you can do it once and then broadcast it to millions. And she said, wow, okay. What does that look like? And I said, well, let's sit down and figure it out. And where we figured it out, ironically, was... It was a long time ago, but we we were driving. There was those fires in L.A. It was a long time ago, but mm-hmm. where it shut down all the airports. Mm-hmm. And we were getting a rental car, and we were driving across the desert in the middle of the night after she had spoken at a seminar. And we were driving across, and at 1 o'clock in the morning, we were as her team was sleeping, <laughs> she and I were talking about this and, and talking about, well, let's figure this problem out. What year was this time frame? This would have been, I believe, 2003. So video. Video was. A little earlier. Yeah. And and streaming video and streaming audio was there. Mm -hmm. It was actually there. It just wasn't being used. And and so we started talking about this practical aspect of uh, a subscription-based service for her clients to see, you know, see what she's doing to talk about practical aspects. That kind of thing. Huge success for her. Uh, it just took off. Uh, we figured out the, the plan in, in the car, um, six-hour drive, and walked away and said, okay, let's let's figure this out. And we did. Uh, and it grew her business. But, but most importantly, it put her where her passions were. And she loved talking to people. She loved doing the presentations. But she got down from 20 to 25 events to six to eight mm-hmm. a year. Um, got to spend time with her family, uh, got to spend time with, with clients. Um, for her, she needed to spend more time with, with some of her clients because she, she got ideas and she got energy and she got business opportunities. And for her, she needed, she was more, you know, that, that was just more of where her passions lie. That, um, and, and now that, to me, that's a, a great example of, Merging business and then merging your passions, merging your focus, merging your abilities uh, into one to where you're where you're supposed to be. And then then growing from there rather than struggling, trying to, to do what you think everybody else wants you to do. You know, it's, it's interesting. You know, you think about transitions. 
-hmm. for you, you started out with your business. Mm -hmm. And then somewhere along the way, you were you went from running a business to consulting with others. Right. Walk us through that journey a little bit about how that came to pass and how that became a focal for you. Well, it's kind of interesting because when I started my business, my focus was on meeting needs. The reason why my business started in the first place was meeting needs. I was doing fine at the company I was working at. But ironically, they they I jokingly say this, but it is true. They fired me. And the reason why they fired me because it wasn't because I was doing a bad job. They fired me because the graph I was doing graphics and marketing for this company. And some of my my former customers and clients of this company that I was serving were calling me up and saying, we love what you're doing. We love the catalogs. We love the billboards. We love all the stuff that you guys are doing. Can you do it for us? Well, a little bit of a conflict of interest with mm -hmm. the situation we had. So the company I was working for let me go, but they said, we will be client number one. We just want you to take this and, and, and run with it and go with it. Well, as time went on, I kept meeting needs. I kept meeting more needs. You know, now people need a website. Now they need need other collateral and they need promotional stuff and all that. But when I was sitting and talking to these business owners and these these professionals, they were asking, well, how do I, do you know how to fix this? Or how do, how do you take care of this? And, and, and although I had a lot of experience with the company I previously worked for, I was finding a lot of folks were asking a lot of good questions that had nothing to do with catalogs and a website and prog photography. They, instead, they're asking me, you know, how do you do inventory control? We know you got experience with that. Or how do you do, how do, you do your bookkeeping? How do you do your accounting? Tax questions. How, how do you handle any of that? You know, how do you reduce your taxes? All those questions um, were coming past my desk, so to speak. And I figured out there was a need for that. There was probably a bigger need for that than there was for graphics mm -hmm. uh, or websites. Even though you know, web at that point, websites were a little harder to, to develop because we didn't have WordPress. We didn't have things where you just kind of point and click and do that. We you had to have somebody that could literally code it and type all that code out. And we had the resources for that. But I got a lot of questions about things that were just totally unrelated. And what I found out for myself was that that's where my passions lie. I, I wanted to help people. And then for the information that I had and the knowledge I had, I wanted to be able to teach them or mentor them or help them. And that's where I found that that's where I was best at. I can shoot a great picture of a product. I can. I, I know Photoshop really well. That's great. But to sit there and, and do all the tedious touch-ups and everything else, I just found that's just not where my my passion lies where, but where, where my passion lies is to be coming alongside folks and walking with them and helping them realize their success and then connecting them with people that, that can help them grow and help them become what they want to be and, and what they want to achieve. Um, so that journey continues on. I mean, like I said, it's almost come full circle because it seems like now everyone's talking about how do I promote my business? How do I, you know, how do I grow my business? And I'm answering, answering a lot of those questions, um, not just locally and not just regionally, but I've even had opportunities now globally to help some global companies, including ones that, uh, I'm really excited about this, companies that, that are in Nepal and Germany 
that, that are, are focused on not just putting out great product, but focus on, on helping people. One of the things that, that's, that these companies are trying to do is, is help the disadvantaged, but also the abused. Uh, sex trafficking is a big deal. Well, these companies in Nepal uh, are, are trying to get these ladies that have been part of the sex trafficking trade, are trying to get them out of that and give them a trade and give them skills to, to be able to, to provide for their own and to get out of that terrible industry. I'm able to help with the marketing. How are they, curious, how are they finding you? How are they finding me? Yeah. Some of it, like, like you found me, you know, mm -hmm. through LinkedIn, through other means. And then other cases that I'm volunteering and I'm, I'm, when I'm, I'm helping these, these organizations out and I'm talking to people. Um, so, yeah, I, I realize the online advisors up there, digitalenvironment.com, which is my company name. Um, it's out there too, but I'm also making myself available and I'm trying to, to give myself a little bit more visibility because those are the things I'm passionate about, you mm -hmm. know, and those are, and I think those are things that, that are a win-win for everybody. Uh, so, yeah. I think about your comment where I'm, I'm working at this company and there was a conflict of interest and then I'm now working for myself. Right. There's that moment, and I suspect some of the folks that are, you know, looking at trying to jump off the edge, whether they get pushed or whether they jump. Right. What was that conversation like when you went home and spoke to your bride and said, I got good news and I got bad news? <laughs> what was that like? She had been pushing me to consider starting her own business anyways. But she comes from a family of entrepreneurs. Uh, so uh, that wasn't necessarily a surprise to her. Uh, however, uh, I think there, there's just a point where, where she was, it's a great question. She, she basically said, you're made for this. I mean, there's some people that are just wired where they, they, they need a job and they need to work. They need to work under somebody. It's just the way they're wired. Uh, my father happens to be one of them. He's not an entrepreneur. I love him to death. He just he just likes doing his job, doing it well, but he likes having that oversight. He does. Mm -hmm. And then there's other people that just have that personality that they say, I, I want to try to do this on my own. And I'm not talking about the one that that's a rebel that's always, you know, that just gets in trouble because they're always doing whatever they want. But somebody just said, you know what? I just, I don't want to follow the same path that everybody else follows. And my wife saw that in me. So she was 100% support of this. Uh, but, you know, for me, it was it was a matter of time. And, they, and, the, and the company realized that too. Um, you know, they appreciated my eagerness. They appreciated my initiative. They appreciated everything I was doing. But the bottom line was is that I was asking a lot of questions. And I was trying to make as many changes as I could. And at that point, I was a lot younger. Um, not so experienced maybe as I should have been in regards to diplomacy. However, you know, the departments I worked in saw a lot of growth, saw a lot of opportunity, and and they recognized that. But on the other hand, they recognized that I was probably better suited to go do my own thing. You know, as you, as you look back over your career to this point, mm -hmm. um, is there a, a mentor or a piece of advice or guidance that you received that you thought was absolutely pivotal? And if so, what was that? What was that about? Oh, well, I appreciate you asking that. Uh, there's a lot. 
there's, there's, there's a lot of folks that have come alongside. And however, the person that really got me started was a man named Harry Schmidt. Uh, Harry uh, passed away a few years ago, uh, but Harry, uh, ironically, was uh, the driver of a drag race car. Uh, he owned a car called the Blue Max. It was a Ford Mustang. Um, Harry was a Texan through and through, uh, and he was racing and won major trophies, major races, was excellent at it. But as he was doing the, the drag racing thing, he was young, but he realized that he was going to get older and he wasn't going to be able to do this anymore. Plus, he, he said, as he put it, you know, we, we worked hard and we played hard. And, and he said it was a tough lifestyle to maintain. So he realized he needed to sell down. He needed to start a business. So with the winnings and with some partnerships, it was a team sport for him too. Uh, he started, believe it or not, a wholesale jewelry company that was focused on chains, gold chains, silver chains. He figured out how to import those and, and he figured out the manufacturers and he, he just was very diligent on the details and worked really hard on that. And he, he treated it like he treated his, his, his team that ran, you know, ran those races. The reason why I ran into Harry was because as Harry was doing all of this work, he realized he had to promote it. He had to promote all of his chains. And so he opened up a graphic design studio within his business because he wasn't happy with the quality that he was receiving from local folks in Dallas. So he learned a lot of hard lessons. And, and when he got, got rolling on that uh, and became very successful in graphic design or having a graphic design company, uh, we ran into him and, and with the company that I was working for. And we contacted him and said, you know, can we just get some advice? And he said, sure, just fly on down. Um, I'll help you any which way I could. Uh, and he did. And in those meetings, it was three days of, I'm going to say, 10, 10 to 12 hours worth of, of working alongside him. And he said, if you can stay with me and stay, you know, Stay focused. You're going to learn a lot on how to do this. And during that time, he shared a lot of advice. He shared a lot of strategy. He shared a lot of practical knowledge. Uh, you wouldn't think that a guy like this would know Photoshop. He did. Um, and he knew a lot about, about how to run a business. So the things that he taught me, number one was he said, if you, if you start with junk, you're going to end up with junk. Now, in, in, in Texas language, it was a little rougher than that. I think we can appreciate that. But he said, you know, you, you, you got to start out with quality. And then he also said, is that he said, good enough won't work. You got to be focused on doing the best that you can. And he said, anything less than that is going to cause you a lot of trouble. And that advice was, was huge to me. Um, he also said this. He said, he, he told the story, he said, when, when I got this thing started, he says, I hired three girls in that Texas drawing. I hired three girls, and I asked them to help me, and they had no idea what they're doing. It cost me about $200,000 to, to learn that that was not the way to do it. But, John, here's how it worked. Said, I, I found the best graphic designer I could in Dallas, and his name is Wayne Sockwell, and, and he's, he's, he's the best. And I said, I'm going to have the best. And I brought Wayne in, and I got things rolling. 
And he says, I, I never looked back. And the truth is, is that, that Harry and Wayne had a great partnership together because they, they fed off each other. You know, what, what Harry didn't know, he'd ask Wayne and vice versa. And so they both grew their own businesses. Wayne still was doing his own graphic design, but he was working under Harry's roof. And, and I got to see a lot of success in that, that, that when you get people that are just high-powered, best at what they do, they feed off each other and, and they, they, they accomplish things that average people don't because they're focused on the best, best results, best quality. And, and I, I would even say the best relationships, best professional relationships that they, don't, they wouldn't tolerate between each other falling short or, or just getting by. Um, and so I got to watch them work as a team. Harry unfortunately died of cancer, um, but I know that his, his family started up a foundation um, to help out with, with cancer research. And, and, and I also know that that's what Harry's heart would have been, is that he was always helping others. And, and he was willing to share his expertise with this young kid that didn't have any experience uh, with any of the stuff that he was talking about, but he was willing to do that. And, I, and that's where my heart is too, is that I've helped out with a lot of folks and because of Harry. We all can point to various people that have kind of been turning points, and maybe you have multiple turning points. You know, in, 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 in your business, looking out over to the next three to five years, what's got you fired up or excited about where your business is going to go or what you're going to do next? Oh, boy. Man, I am fired up. It's going to be good. Um, the website, onlineadvisor.com, is looking really good. We've got a lot of resources that are coming together. And I'm excited about that because it, it – Got to see a dream that, that, that frankly, started in about 1998. I'm finally seeing all of it come together. Uh, we're going to be, right now, we don't have, have all the technology. You and I were talking about this, but we're going to get the podcast going. Mm -hmm. We're going to get video um, going. And, and we're going to get a lot of those resources going. And, and the reason why I'm excited about that is because I, I have so many people ask me, how do I get started in business? How do I get be successful? And there's a lot of stuff out there that will show you how to be, you know, how to get started. But that doesn't mean that it's going to help you be successful. The learning mm -hmm. curve is really steep. Tuition's expensive. It is. You know. <laughs> I mean, I can hear that in your voice. I mean, it, it is expensive. Yeah. I want to try to reduce that tuition cost. And especially with, I mean, I got kids that are, you know, going into college right now. And, and, and I, so I appreciate the analogy, you know, literally and figuratively. I just want to reduce that cost and I want to reduce a little bit of that pain because that's that pain is is to me is it I realize it's part of the process but boy if we could reduce that to where people could learn and learn quickly I, I and that's what I'm excited about and with the technology I when we were talking about the previous story uh I mean, now video is easy. I mean, you're videoing this right now. We're doing this audio right now. We, before, you'd have to be on TV. Yeah, it's, it's remarkable, I think, on, on the technology he was referring to. Is there's a camera called Mevo. Right. It has face tracking, and that's what we do the videos with. And I have no affiliation with Mevo, but they surely do a nice job. Right. You know, in, in, we're, we're kind of heading toward the close here. Mm -hmm. And I think two things. One, if you were to characterize the inventory of skills that you have, mm -hmm. what would you say would be your one key skill or superpower? And then 
parting advice to the the budding business owner or the business owner that's struggling out there at the moment, mm-hmm. what advice would you offer? Right. Well, on your, answering your first question, what my skill is is that I get to see what people normally don't see. I get to see opportunities that most people don't, and that's what I feel like I'm best at. Is it? I'm the one that that is not looking at what everybody else is looking at. I'm looking at everything around and looking at, at the opportunities that may be missed. That's what, frankly, what a lot of people call me in for is to, to see what things are being missed or what things are just not working as well as they should. Now, for me, I like the exciting part of, of finding those things and, and then presenting to them and say, hey, have you thought about doing this or have you thought about looking at this? And then quantifying that and putting that into real terms and saying, I think we could do this and I think this could grow. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and watching people's face light up, watching those, those eyes light up and say, yeah, we could do that. That would be great. You know, that would be awesome. Uh, that's what I do. Uh, that, that's what gets me up in the morning. Gap analysis. Yeah. What are you missing? Absolutely. Yeah. You know, I get excited about that. Now, um, it may be a technical issue. I pe- people have been shocked at times that I've been able to find the technical answer to to a question. Um, then on the other hand, it's like I, like the guy I ran into IKEA, uh, finding out what he was doing, and then saying, "I think you've got some opportunities here. Let's talk. Mm-hmm. Let's talk." And you know, so I get excited about that. I love talking about this stuff all day long. This is it, that's what gets me up in the morning and what keeps me up at night in a good way. Um, the second question is answer your second question. It's very simple, and that is it's a team sport. Uh, business is a team sport. Running an organization is a team sport. If you don't know, ask. Uh, I, I coach football. I tell the boys that I coach. If you don't know, don't be afraid to ask the question. And a lot of times we don't ask the question. And, and in particular, as business owners and leaders, we don't always want to, to look bad. We don't want to look like we're weak in something or that we're, we're afraid or anything like that. But every time I study the, the, the best entrepreneurs, they've got great teams around them. I've never seen any successful entrepreneur pull it off by himself or herself. Never. You know, you look at Steve Jobs, you got Waz back there doing the programming and doing all the stuff. You got Bill Gates, you, you know, he's got Paul Allen behind him and a whole other team, Steve Ballmer behind him. I mean, I realize I'm picking computer folks, but but even Warren Buffett doesn't do it by himself. He's got Charlie Munger. Exactly. Yeah. Right. And so it's a team sport. And I can't even though, yes, I have onlineadvisor.com, and I realize that you know advisors are what I do and what I promote, even if you don't use our company, if you don't use our, our services or don't go to our website, I'm going to still encourage people, get folks to come alongside you, to encourage you, to mentor you, to educate you on the areas in which you want to grow or where it will grow your organization and, and benefit from that. Uh, treasure that. Uh, every time I meet somebody and I get that information, I'm writing notes. I'm, I'm trying to, to apply whatever I learn. I can't encourage people strongly enough to do that. Well, John, I can't tell you how much I appreciate taking time out of your day to come visit with us. Well, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. This has been great. You bet. We'll call it good. Thanks, right. John. Thank you. You bet.